0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Girl Speaks Truth. I'm Gemma Stone, your hostess. Today's topic is always a favorite of mine to talk about and I feel like it's something that everyone can relate to. We are going to talk about the search initial/hooking up first stages of dating. Today, and Lord knows I could talk about dating in general forever. Dating, I feel like, is kind of always sprinkled in here and there throughout our episodes, but I am going to dedicate definitely this one, obviously, and possibly the next few episodes on the huge S topic of dating and all of the phases that it entails in today's modern cray cray world. As always, though, please feel free, seriously, to call me on Anchor and leave me a voice message or shoot me an email at Gemma at girlspeakstruth.com or DM me on Facebook, Instagram, at girlspeakstruth. Super easy. And let me know if there's something specific that you would rather talk about or any questions, feedback, concerns, whatever. I'm open to it. Bring it on, y'all. I would love to have some conversation about whether it's about dating or Pick your topic. Anyways, let's get to it. Bye to the haters. They all want to stay basic. You winning everything you do. That's why they hate it. They know that you're the queen beat and a boss bitch. If you want to lose and team, go ahead make the switch. Don't act broke or be a bloozy state tight, and make sure you get what you want out of life. Girl speaks truth with a Stone. When you're single, Sometimes it can seem like you're surrounded 24 fucking 7 by happy ass couples who are having mind blowing sex, only coming up for air to have candlelit steak dinners and romance. In your mind, all they do is bone and brunch and go on romantic outings while ignoring your single ass, unimportant texts. Somehow, they've managed to conquer the cesspool that is dating. A pool in which you yourself currently are drowning in. We've all been there, sister. Hang in there. Where the fuck, though, is the sexy ass lifeguard to come pull your ass out? And then sweep you away to their penthouse where you'll be invited to live rent-free because they also happen to be a unicorn, i.e., a rich lifeguard with a six-pack. Cha-ching! A lifeguard by choice, I might add, because he is that big of a philanthropist, humanitarian, heart of gold kind of guy. Heart of pure gold and all that shit. Why is everyone but you able to find love, you might be asking yourself. All things considered, you're a fucking cat. You're smart enough. You read books every now and again, for fuck's sake you make enough disposable income to even buy said books, not that you do. And you have a great sense of humor because hello, you're a huge fan of this podcast. Duh. You should be the one fucking your way through the Kama Sutra in your king size bed with your smoking hot soulmate while ignoring their text, damn it. But FYI, Y'all, your friends' relationships ain't as glamorous as they may seem. For every romantic getaway that they document on Insta, there are 25 Costco runs, 18 mandatory errands or family gatherings or events that they have to attend, and at least four dumb fights, either between these all these different obligations during all the above, etc., about whether or not they should or shouldn't insert mundane life decision to be made here. Hashtag first word, first word problem, first world problems. In reality, they are the ones envious of you. Grass is always greener. Remember you, the carefree single person. Don't you hate it when people call you that? I used to. Who doesn't have to go to their boyfriend's baby niece's christening at 9 a.m. on a Sunday? You can spend your Sunday lounging in bed eating bonbons and nursing your hangover from last night's festivities full of drunken single debauchery if you so choose. Are you starting to see what I mean when I say that the grass is always greener and not everything is as it seems? Everyone always wants the security and companionship of a relationship, but with all the exciting enthusiasm of single freedom and single sex life. Is that too much to freaking ask to get the good parts of a relationship without the bad? Can you have your cake and F it too? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on how you handle these very crucial first baby steps of dating your potential soulmate, if you can call them that. Let's break this stage down a bit further, shall we? <laughs> Hooking up, i.e., fucking i.e. doing the nasty, i.e. getting down and dirty, sin mattress dancing, you get the picture. Hooking up is, if you think about it, the first step to finding your soulmate. It's the first step to finding your other half, and it could be making out with them in the back of an Uber that neither of you will will even remember being in until... If, hopefully the girl never sees the charge, but if and when the guy sees the charge of it on his bank statement, the next day or whatever, the next month, hopefully he's not a penny pincher and he doesn't even notice a $6 Uber ride. Anyways, welcome to the wonderful world of hooking up. Y'all hope you brought your travel toothbrush. Gross. Navigating this scene full of scumbags, potentially sinister villains or rapists, and lurking STDs around every dark alley corner can be tricky. Tricky, tricky, real fucking tricky. How do you know if you're hooking up with the one or maybe the right guy versus some Joe Schmoe joker who just happened to look decent enough in the poor shitty lighting of your local dive bar? Well, you can't but you can up your chances of choosing to bang the right one. If you start to strategically and carefully narrow and fine tune your dating pool selection, your pool for potential hookups, basically max your chances of going home with a winner by ruling out the losers from the start. It's pretty cut and dry y'all. You can thank me when you don't wake up on a blow-up mattress next to a 45-year-old amateur DJ named Claus. This is DJ Close, the most sexy motherfucker. Bringing me to my next point, which is that of stop hooking down and start hooking up only. Let's be honest too for a hot man. Us cool bitches, myself included, I'm definitely not above it, right amongst the, the thick of it, thick as seas, we don't always make the best decisions for ourselves in life. For minor decisions, sometimes major. Sometimes, maybe, you know, if you're anything like me, um, maybe you miss your Uber Eats delivery order because your phone's dead, misplaced, lost, on silent, water damaged, etc. Basically, you didn't plan ahead. Sometimes maybe you're scared to answer unknown numbers calling your phone because there's a 65 to 80% chance that they are either one creditors, two ex-boyfriends or girlfriends, I guess, or three, a twice removed family member who needs something from you. Most likely not money though, because all of your family and friends know you're broke, but you never know stranger things have happened. Sometimes maybe you opt for fast food and French fries instead of the sensible dinner of salmon and veggies. You were planning on eating earlier hashtag new year, new you fuck that? I need some goddamn McDonald's. Okay. Sometimes you just need a double quarter cheeseburger, quarter pound or whatever and some salt in your life and maybe sometimes you pull all night an all-nighter when you have a 6 a.m flight the next day for work then you miss said flight and end up on one four to six hours later the gap being due to the fact that you missed the two consecutive rescheduled flights as well because you couldn't get your ass to the airport thank you hangovers and thank god for southwest airlines Shout out to you guys and major props for letting humans be able to change their flight time within 10 minutes of taking off or landing. You saved my ass more times than I can literally count to higher than I can count. So feel free to sponsor this podcast if you want, because I will always, even if you don't pay me, I guess I shouldn't say this, sing your praises anyways. You may follow the same path of poor choices when you sleep with dudes that are below your standards. Like some fuck boy without a job, etc. You know what I mean. That's not hooking up, y'all. That's hooking down. Way down. Which is worse, maybe, even than just plain hooking, because at least those bitches are turning a profit you just might get an STD and depression. You're not going to sleep your way to your prince charming, God, I hate that phrase, by uh, hooking down. Hello from the other side of hooking down. Let's examine, shall we, some of the prospects, potentially, that you may be more than likely to run into on an average night out, just so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So let's say you're at your typical hangout spot, bar, social, whatever, gathering, waterhole if you're an elephant, an animal, that you sometimes frequent. You scan the room as you walk in and look around to see who is here. Who do you see? Well, you see a guy with a Macklemore haircut. Is this dude one you should pounce on? Let's think about it here. Hmm. This obviously trend-setting fashionista may or may not be aware that although his haircut may have initially been an ode to the thrift shop singer, it's also identical to the signature do of the Hitler youth. He may possibly know this too, which is even worse because then that means he's most likely a Nazi of some kind or related one. It's just not good. This dude is a serious hook down. Nope. Next. You also see some dude with a leather messenger bag. Okay, guys. Nothing says I'm ready to be a live-in boyfriend than a real, authentic, 100% leather messenger bag. Am I right? Because guess what? Inside every leather messenger bag is a leather bound notebook and do you know what's in that feelings thoughts ambition organizational skills this is a man who thinks and feels And plans and does actual work and shit and he would love nothing more than to make you his signature pancake breakfast and teach you how to make French press coffee after you guys bone on his tasteful leather sectional beige couch when he walks by even smells like leather this guy has so much leather hook up with this guy Next on our tour of the bar, the cast of the bar if you will is a grown ass man boy in a novelty phrase slash pop culture icon slogan slogan etc t-shirt wearing a t-shirt y'all with a pun or a cliche douche saying on it is the lowest of lows in my book when it comes especially when it comes to fashion. The only stretch bigger than the forced wordplay on this douche's shirt is the literal stretch of his one-size-too-small t-shirt across his beginning stage man boobs protruding from his soft, doughy, gross chest. If you've got to pull off a shirt that says, it's not gonna suck itself, with a picture of an arrow pointed down towards his crotch, then you my lady friend, along with that arrow are hooking down. This same principle also applies to novelty hoodies. Or even worse, I saw one guy with a hoodie on the other day who it was like when he zipped it, when he zipped it down, it just looked like kind of a normal hoodie. But then when he zipped it up, he turned into like one of those stormtrooper things from Star Wars. It literally like the hood was part of the helmet. And it was just, I mean, I just, I I can't deal. If you're Hoodie doubles as a Halloween costume. That's going to be a hook down. Hail no from this bitch. The next cast member of our shitty little bar scene is the DJ. This DJ should not be getting yet to be fallen in love like the Usher song suggests. Avert your eyes and make no eye contact with this red flag of a man boy even if you are drawn in by the siren mating call of his electronica mixtapes i can promise you that when you get back to his crib if you can call it that you're going to be sleeping on a mattress sans bed frame on the floor of an ac maybe electricity too less room in a place he shares with at least three of his dj best buds avoid this hook down unless you want to receive Facebook invites to his sets for the rest of your fucking life. Next man on our list is the dude who's there with his dog. Now listen, there are definitely some caveats to the rule on this one. Like if it's in a nightclub or bar in Vegas on the strip and he has his dog with them, it's kind of weird. Probably going to be a no for me. And it is borderline irresponsible in general to take your dog out drinking. Um, but most of the time it's pretty darn cute or somewhat darn cute to see as long as a man himself is somewhat cute to see man with his best friend in poo luck, as long as he's not letting the dog drink dog and alcohol do not mix. Okay. Rant over hook up with this animal lover and embrace this two for one of a deal that you just had added to your love life. Puppy, man, man, puppy. And the next person on our bar scan of the room is a minor celeb that you kind of maybe recognize from something somewhere on television or in a movie. Ooh, is that the guy from Suits? Or maybe that other show, that one show on FX? Definitely one of those shows with Suits in it. You know, it has to be. I know I'd recognize him from somewhere. This is what you're telling your friend. Either way, people you know definitely watch the show and they'll be soups impressed if you start bringing him around. Fucking a basic cable star is deaf a hook up. Unfortunately, though, bar hookups have a pretty low success rate, although it does happen every now and then. So don't give up hope completely, y'all. In general, whether it's at a bar or not, location be damned, I would advise personally not wasting too much of your precious time on total randos. It can just get creepy and awkward very quickly. Instead, invest your time in kinda randos. That sweet spot of a person between complete stranger and and acquaintance, i.e. a friend of a friend, someone with a common thread between the two of you of some kind. Maybe you know someone on Facebook, or you're part of the same Facebook group, or you both are on the volleyball summer league team. I don't know. When you share some kind of common denominator, you too can bypass the vetting and hazing stages that a total rando would require. And just get straight to the getting jicky with it and falling great, cray in love. And guess what? If things don't work out, no biggie. Because they're just a kinda rando anyways. Win-win, motherfuckers! I guess you win. Congratulations. To be honest, I'm still gonna kill you. Okay, so the ones that you zero in on, like I said, are the kinda randos such as your roommate, or just friend in general, anybody's friend who's in town for the weekend. Anyone from out of town is usually DTF because, hey, they're on vacation. If things go well, they've got a built-in additional reason to visit again, right? If things go south, who gives a fuck? They don't live here. Another great kind of rando to keep your eye out for is When you are at a convention, people at conventions, single people, hopefully like to fuck. If you're going to be at a hotel adjacent to the event space that you have to be stuck at for work for three or four days, you may as well get laid while you're there. Two birds, one stone kind of philosophy, sort of. Throw in some drink specials on the corp card in a bar three floors below your bed. And bada bang, bam. Gets rid also of the 15 to 20 minute Uber ride where you start to second guess your chemistry with Carl from the Connecticut branch. Because you guys just got an elevator ride. That's it. That's all you got to suffer through before you bang a bang a bang. Bang it out. Next on our kind of rando list is someone wearing the same sports team memorabilia or attire, whatever you call it, not a big sports fan, as you during a big game or just any game. Fuck it. Rooting for the same team, as long as it's not sexually the same team, obviously, um, makes you instant best buds. And what do best buds do? They high five. Cue the constant, excited, celebratory physical contact. There's only a small step from slapping palms to him slapping that ass from behind after the game. A few up highs, a couple down lows, maybe a cheeky little fake out, Uh, gotcha, thrown in to show that you've got a sense of humor, duh. And you two are headed to sunny, sex-filled skies. If your team wins, what better way to celebrate than by scoring your very own home run, touchdown, insert scoring, sporty term here. And if your team loses on the flip side, what better place to drown your slash his sorrows than in your vagina? Wow, that is what I call a for real win-win sitch. Who is with me? And that wraps it up for kind of Randoms. I'm sure there's a few more out there. Feel free to call in and give me stories or other ideas of any kind of good potential guys to look out for that aren't just total strangers, um, that you could potentially hook up with as a single female, um, and not to be a D, but I feel like we kind of have to address the, uh, opposite side, the kind of randos that you should avoid at all cost hooking up with just to clear any confusion up and prevent any mistakes that I could get blamed for later. Kinda randos to avoid. Number one, your local favorite coffee shop, barista, barista, anybody in the lineup. I don't care if he checks all your boxes, including a discount on your caffeine fix. Even if he is good looking, seems chill, mysterious, and attentive to your every move, he has to be, he's in customer service, avoid falling into this playboy's customer service filled all-star of a lap. And FYI. As a general rule, never read into any interaction that involves a tip jar. Number two on our list is someone who has the same morning commute as you. Whether by train, bus, car, or elevator, you do not want to have to see your future ex daily if and when things don't work out. Hooking up with the hot toll booth guy might seem like a good idea at the time, I'm not really sure why, but do you really want to deal with ripping your emotional wounds open every time you have to hand over your quarter on your daily commute to work? No, sweetie. Next. Once you've picked out, selected your hot piece of kind of rando stranger ass, it's time to go in for the chill. That's right. I said chill, not kill because you got to play it cool. Try to subtly and nonchalantly engage them in a one-on-one convo that discourages any nosy trolling bitches floating around nearby from jumping in and joining the conversation. Questions like, what was growing up in Maine? Like, Jesus, that must have been freezing. I don't know how you did it. Or, wait, how many kids did you say you went to your high school? are only interesting enough questions and inviting to two people, the person answering the question and the person wanting to bang the person answering the question. Okay. So nobody else is going to pay you any mind. If you're talking about things like that, because they don't care. care, 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 Now you lucky bitches, I am going to enter wrapped here and give you guys one of my subtle yet classy dating tip tricks. Okay. Number one, act genuinely. Interested in the other person successfully landing your target guy requires deceptive techniques like actually listening and trying to make a real, a for real, a for real human connection with this dude. If you want this bro eating out of the palm of your pretty little hand, try asking them slightly personal questions. I know it's a crazy concept and try and, oh my God, get to know them as a person, a radical, right? People always, y'all like to talk about themselves, exploit this, to and in your favor by baiting him with engaging and lighthearted questions like I said and conversation little factoids in general pounce on any op to relate to them on a personal level based on what the guy is saying in response to your well-thought-out normal questions that you're asking. Don't know what to ask or engage on? I will help you fine let's go through a few topics of convo or questions to bamboozle this motherfucker with you can always ask about what they do for fun avoid please using the word hobby if possible here because i just fucking hate that word and i think it sounds so cheesy you can ask them where they grew up how many siblings do they have childhood related shit you know you can ask them what they do for work, is it what they want to be doing, why did they pick that career field, industry, whatever, job, etc. You can ask about their favorite or recent, most recent place that they've traveled to for fun. Traveling is always a good, somewhat exciting topic because then you can see pics too and it doesn't have to be all just jarbled words. You can ask them where they went to college. What was their major? Did they play sports? Let's hope they did. You can also ask them pop culture, celeb, I guess. Not too celeb though, because guys don't really love celeb chat. Um, pop culture shit like their favorite movies, any new TV shows they're watching, books, yada, yada, yada. Hopefully, you guys get the gist of what I am trying to get across. And there's no need to be worried during this stage, all because if you both are drinking, which my guess is that you will be, this is going to be a piece of cake. No one is more comfortable talking about themselves, sometimes unfortunately in excruciatingly excessive amounts of details, than two drunk people who want to bang. By the time you hear his words starting to slur and yourself saying it's not that my dad wasn't physically around as much as he was emotionally there, then he practically will be inside of you. He may even at that very moment be suggesting at doing it right then and there in the handicapped restroom at the bar. Stay classy, San Diego, if possible, and try your best to hold out for a while longer, if not at least for an actual bed. Regardless, though, make sure y'all's phones do some fucking and swap spit via number exchange, or at least make sure that you spit out your number into his phone. So, at this point, we have started the initial talk about hooking up and meeting people at the bar and kind of those first early throws of that initial meet. Next is the stage where you start to go on hopefully multiple dates with this guy. You then have to get other people in your life to typically weigh in and you start asking, Oh my gosh, what do you think? Do you like him? And, and as well as your own thoughts, weighing in on the process. So now let's take a look at a couple of different comparisons and hypothetical situations when it comes to like two to three dates in and how you handle that as well as who you are looking to when it comes to advice. The search for a man or a woman, I guess. First of all, too many people are giving you advice as in everyone you know when it comes to your dating life and the whole thrill of the chasing, if you can call it that. So let's make up a hypothetical example, and I'll walk you through it to kind of illustrate what exactly I mean about having too many cooks in the motherfucking kitchen. So let's say that hypothetically, you've gone on two dates with Dan. You've named Dan, dubbed him, if you will, Dollywood, due to his combo of good old country boy roots combined with his obsession with tiggle biddies. Lucky you. He texts you a day after your second date asking if you want to go to his cousin's wedding next weekend at an out-of-town location. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. You start to chant over and over again in your head as you twerk a tiny victory number in your living room. He thinks you are a viable, hell even ideal Wedding date, i.e. good with people, a fantastic dancer, and a pretty face, enough so to present to his grandma before she croaks. Your ego basically spikes through the roof. You rock, you're not gonna die single and alone, yay, yay. Then you stop and pause and start to think and start to reflect. A third date is serious business these days, right? Meeting the fam? That's even more so. And throw in the traveling together for the first time factor? Is a third date with this Dollywood dude even a good idea? Is it a good thing? He's been the epitome of that stupid Katy Perry song, You... Make your mind like a girl, change his clothes, you and you're cold. You guys know the one. On one hand, he sent you flowers and a get well card when you were sick. And on the other hand, he did not. He well, First of all, let's start with he lit up a major red flag when he did not tip at dinner. Either time, you decide to ask the first person you see next for advice. It's like, do I actually even like this guy? Could I see myself having a Dollywood baby someday? Do you think I should go? The lady at UPS, to whom you've been pouring your heart out to for the last 15 minutes, pops her gum and sighs heavily. Ma'am, I just asked if you had a form of payment to send this package, but then she adds under her breath. However, if I were you, hell no, I wouldn't go. You are even more conflicted. You decide to start polling your quote unquote trusted team of dating advisors. Bring 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 What do I do? Oh hello there, dear. I've been expecting you who you ask and what they say. Let's go through the list of your trusted advisors that you're calling to get even more input in on your big dating decision for this third date. Your mom says, if you go, do not sleep in the same room or his family will think you're a tramp. Stay in a separate room and bring something. You weren't raised in a barn, you were raised right. Don't just go there empty handed, Missy, hostess gift. Your BFF says, OMG, he loves you. He's completely in love with you. You have to go. You are going to be engaged and prego within the year, I swear to fucking God. So exciting, this is perfect. And, ooh, perfect time to bring up y'all's future and kind of find out where he sees this going. But remember, make sure you play it cool, too. Don't get all angsty. Your guy friends say, moving a little fast. Dude sounds like a homo. Needy. Stage five cleaner. Tell him to go suck a dick. Your best Gaby says, honey, if there's an open bar and a dance floor... What do you even have to think about? Work it, girl. Go. Go. Just don't get too drunk because you know you turn into a sweaty, hot-ass mess dumpster of a girl when you do. Sorry. You know it's true, though. Love you. Your co-workers say... You know Tim in accounting used to work for the FBI, right? Have him do a background check. He did that for Sharon in HR, and she found out that her boyfriend had a rap sheet a mile long and a charge for public indecency. Your dad. Do whatever you want as long as I don't have to pay for it. Your hairstylist. That's how I met my ex. He's in prison now. You should go. Anyways, the lob is totally in right now. It's like a long bob. Let's chop, chop, chop. Ooh, also, you should totally surprise him and give him a BJ on the plane right there. I've always heard good things. Wink. The salesperson at Neiman Marcus says, let me grab you the $798 gorgeous brand new dress for the wedding it's for women who are beautiful strong and iconic you'll steal the show totally perfect for your event i'll be right back your therapist says it sounds like you were dealing with some deep-rooted issues when it comes to this trip with this man you've dubbed dollywood This is usually due to repressed childhood memories, dealing with emotional detachment of some kind. How how does that make you feel? (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) What you actually end up doing. You send Dollywood a handwritten three page note explaining your repressed childhood emotional issues and how this whole thing makes you extremely anxious to go with him to his cousin's wedding. He rightly so assumes this means you won't be going. To his utter surprise, you show up at the airport in a dress you can't afford, bags in hand. Before boarding, you tell him to go suck a dick. You then, to his second surprise of the day, suck his actual dick in the plane bathroom during the flight. The flight attendant asks if you want a drink afterwards, and you take her up on the offer and immediately begin to sweat profusely. Kind of like a dumpster. You guys arrive at his fam's home carrying a sugar cookie scented candle. Thanks, mom. You've been briefed also at this point by Tim in accounting prior that Dollywood's browser history includes government conspiracy theories. So you sing him a little ditty you wrote earlier about JFK and the grassy knoll right before requesting separate sleeping arrangements at the actual wedding itself. You take advantage, full advantage of the open bar, get waste out of your sockets. You're completely wasted and you start showing off your dance moves. If you can call them that before passing out half under a table and half on the actual dance floor itself. Before the weekend is over, you dump Dollywood, but not before telling him you want to have his babies. (coughs) Too many cooks in the motherfucking kitchen is never a good idea. People say that it's bad to have too many cooks in the kitchen for a reason, because it is let's walk through an example to emphasize my comparison imagine you're making a delicious soup you ask one of your cook friends their opinion and they say to add more salt than the recipe calls for sure thanks another says add fresh fruit kind of weird but okay why not you continue to ask other chefs or friends until eventually you have on your hands a disturbing unedible concoction made of marshmallows, Snickers bars, chamomile tea bags, and an old sock. The same thing happens essentially to your dating life when you ask everyone you know for their opinion or advice about love. Your head, I get it, can get clouded when it comes to dealing with relationships and dating issues, so getting other people's opinions is not necessarily a bad thing or a bad idea you just need to start choosing your gurus more wisely and stop asking everyone you come in contact with get rid of that excess basically ask family members sometimes or people you actually have known for a decent amount of time and know you the best or have known you the longest that way they have past context to refer to when giving you advice and will hopefully help you make wiser choices. A bestie BFF is Avi a good person to consult too, especially since she probably is very much in the know when it comes to the current dating situation and scene, but what she may lack typically is any more experience or insight than you have already. So, try to get the opinion of both someone who knows you best and someone who's in the know about the current real life dating scene or is older than you and has been there, done that. And this combo or potentially trio will give you the best possible advice you need. Murder, murder, murder. So, the moral of the story here, ladies and gents, is that it doesn't take a village to get your dating life in order and get the right advice from people. Stick to one or two, three max, like I said, people to consult about your love life. Beyond that, too many opinions and advice givers will make you end up with a hodgepodge, Frankenstein-esque shit show strategy of a dating plan to follow on how to approach all things in your love life. Once you've heard a million tidbits and voices of speaking advice to you, it's hard to get those 1 million voices out of your damn head. These voices tend to drown out reality, rationality, and all reason whatsoever. Not to mention the fact that you probably wouldn't even trust some of these 1 million voices slash dumb biatches to plant it for you. So why get their take on what direction you should, you should take your love life? You know what I mean? Well, when it comes down to it, go with your gut, y'all. Your gut may make some retarded ass decisions. Trust me, mine has. But making mistakes is corny enough how you learn shit enough to not make those same mistakes again in the future. As the cliche phrase states, fool me once, shame on you fool me twice i'll ask all my friends for advice and then make a third mistake anyways p.s for the record a third date is kind of early to be a guy's date to a family out of town wedding you know just in case you were looking for another opinion wink let's do it to it honey So yeah guys, that is a good place as any to sign off on this episode today. Just remember if you don't remember any other takeaways from this episode that A. Hook up, not down. B. Look for guys once removed kind of randos versus total strangers who potentially are more of a waste of your time and require a lot more effort in the whole vetting process and getting to know them, which you can skip over with just a kind of rando and see, don't let too many cooks into your dating kitchen or you're going to turn into Gordon Ramsay and it'll be hell's kitchen number two. With that... I will officially shut the fuck up and leave y'all be. Peace. Goodbye to the haters. I ain't got time to save you while you run in your mouth, she getting paper. Till next time we gon' see you later. Three rules, don't be a floozy, don't act broke, don't look busted. Now you getting what you want. You the cool girl and they all disgusted. Girl speaks truth with Jimma Stone.